afternoon, good evening, considering wherever you might be listening to this from, or whenever you are listening to this, either you're listening to you're listening to this in the morning, in the afternoon, and evening. So, welcome to the unconventional Christian podcast. Um, I've been trying to record a first episode for so long. And I finally did it, even through my nervousness and anxiety about everything. So, we're going to be starting today's podcast with an affirmation. And the affirmation is going to be for this week. So, I'm going to be uploading one episode each week um, because... I'm just starting the podcast. I don't know how the um, algorithm, how the listening, the listeners, the likes, everything works. And I'm testing it out. So one episode a week. And besides, I'm doing a lot of other things. And um, <laughs> recording a podcast is not, takes up a lot of time and it's, it's time consuming. So that aside, the affirmation of the week is I can be me unapologetically um we're going to unpack that a little because i think that in as much as affirmations are good to be said in as much as it's good to say um positive things to yourself do you really understand what those things mean and do you actually believe in them or are you just saying them because somebody says you should say them or because you're a believer in the say it till sorry a believer in the fake it till you make it um uh there's a thing that they call it fake it to make it uh, i can't remember i don't know it's not trend chant yes you know that fake it to make it chant so i can be me unapologetically i think that that is a very good affirmation because a lot of us are not ourselves we're different people with different personalities in different groups of friends with our parents with our families who we are with our siblings are not who we are with our parents who we are with our parents are not who we are when we're alone and who we are when we're alone are not who we are when when we're in the classroom with a lecturer or when we are in a particular group of friends or in chapel or in church that's not who we are we are we have different personalities to please different groups of people but this affirmation is saying that that's okay it's okay for you to be those different personalities it's okay for you to be all those different people so to speak all those different aspects of yourself unapologetically it's not a bad thing to be different when it comes to your little sister or be different when it comes to your when it comes to your brother it, it, it's it's not a bad thing and i think that a lot of us if or a few of us have had that issue with thinking that that's not correct that's not how life is supposed to be but you being you unapologetically means you accepting all parts of you the part that you don't like i'm sure we all have parts of ourselves that we absolutely hate i know i do and um we are at least i know if you are listening to this podcast i know if you have not been trying to change that part of yourself you should be doing that now but at least we're trying to constantly change parts of ourselves that 
are not nice parts of ourselves that don't speak well of us either they don't speak well of us spiritually or they don't speak well of us academically we are trying to change and become better people and i think that's that's what this affirmation is saying and i think that you should take it holistically and you should take it wholly and you should take it as something that is true something that you can believe in that you know my my name is Moniolua by the way i'm sorry i didn't introduce myself but my name is Moniolua yes and um Moniolua is a person who writes is a person who has in recent times struggles with um anxiety and in less recent times struggles with depression so I'm accepting that as me unapologetically. Now, because this is a podcast that encompasses everything about my life, I can't leave out the fact that Jesus is a major part of who I am. And a major part of my makeup is something that cannot be neglected, something that cannot be uh, unappreciated, and something that cannot be... um, forgotten so me being me apologetically is also saying that jesus loves me in spite of everything that i am and that being me is also trying to be somebody better i think that you know in this um generation that we are with social media with all the hype and everything there's so much um hype about you know do you be yourself and everything I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that it's not everybody that should be their, themselves, or if that's how it it is. Because there are so many people that are themselves that they're very ugly, they have very ugly personalities, have very ugly words that come out of their mouths. I don't think they should be themselves. I think that <laughs> they should change. But what this affirmation is saying is that you being you apologetically is you saying, yes, I am that person with that ugly personality, and yet I am trying to change. Because you, human beings are dynamic, and you as a person should be dynamic. You should not be stagnant. You should not say that's how you are, and that's how you're going to be for the rest of your life. That if you lose friends, then it's your friend's fault. If you lose um, close relationships with family members, then it's their fault. If you have bad relationships relationships with your cosmates then it's their fault that's not what this affirmation is saying this affirmation is saying you being you is saying yes i've lost close friends yes i've made mistakes and yes i fucked up once in a while but that is me and i'm not going to beat myself over it i'm not going to tear myself down i'm not going to um wear a you know in in my secondary school when you do something bad maybe a girl kisses a boy by mistake because there was one story like that and she said that she mistakenly fell on him and somehow somehow their lips jammed i don't know that's what i heard but if you have um situations like that and um you don't you don't you don't need to wear a khaki and say to and have a poster on your on the front of yourself uh, uh, sorry uh, yeah on the front uh, on, on the front part of yourself and say that oh you know I messed up I did this to my close friend you know I fucked up that relationship there's no need because you've already done it and that's going to forever be a part of you there are mistakes there are regrets that we will always make and we will never be able to take back 
now that's just for the introduction so welcome again to my podcast i appreciate every single one of you that took the time out to listen or at least want to hear my voice so um we're going to talk about the past week before i tell you i'm sure you've seen the title of this episode already but before i go into the topic at hand today the past week has been stressful jesus very stressful um but by the time you listen to this podcast it will be a few weeks after this i'm not going to as i'm recording it i'm not going to be posting it immediately so it's going to be a few weeks dated back by the time you're listening to this if you understand what i'm trying to say so this past week has been short of hell because i've dealt with so many emotions i've dealt with so many emotional emotional um trauma that was more than i expected see at the beginning of last week i was already feeling down i was already feeling bad you know when you just come down with the blues you're not just feeling good about your week you're not feeling good about yourself sunday rolls around i'm not feeling good i'm not feeling my best that's fine that's fine but monday comes or at least monday nights comes comes rolls around and then i'm seeing this picture on somebody's status and i'm very lost i'm seeing you know those birds that have the uh, green leaf in their mouth and then i'm very lost i'm trying to you know see that am i blind or is it that i'm not seeing well or do i need to wear my glasses because if this is what i think it is if this is who i think it is if this message is what i think it is i have a big problem that's what i was telling myself so as you've seen already, the um, topic for this episode is grief. Now, I don't know what I want to title it. I don't know. Maybe it will be something that has grief in the uh, title. I don't know. But basically, today is about grief. I don't know what I'll title it yet, but grief, basically. So, before that unfortunate news came to my doorstep uh, online last week two weeks before that meaning that the week before last week i was already thinking of writing a an expose an article on grief i have an account on medium and i'm a writer there i have uh, over 100 followers there at the moment and um, if you want to check it out, I will leave the link, if I'm able to, in the description box, if it's available. I don't know. I don't know how to do these things yet. If it's available, I'll leave the link there. And then I also have a newsletter on Substack. So if you prefer to subscribe to my newsletter instead, my newsletter will embody more uh, things about this podcast and uh medium articles than medium does medium is writing on its own podcast is podcast on its own but sub- the, my newsletter is both in one so please subscribe if i'm able to you know include the link in the description box moving on so i was already thinking of writing an article on medium on grief and the idea that came to me was i didn't know the holy spirit was more or less warning me that grief 
was coming my way i just felt oh that's a very dope idea because i'm thinking that we don't know how to process grief in nigeria in africa like when when we're growing up there's no um conversation about death there's no conversation about what happens if somebody dies and i'm not even saying there should be i'm just saying that when it happens it's more of you need to get up and move on anyway you can't wallow in your misery you can't wallow in your grief it's it's like grief is a part of the depression anxiety you know column that africans and a lot of families all over the world don't just at least traditional families don't just really talk about you know the entire therapy depression suicidal talk is not something that is really talked about it's not something that you can sit down with your parents and say oh mommy um i'm depressed and um i might need a year of school i might need a gap year like who says that yeah you're not even allowed to think that way like if i am like throughout last year for instance even going on to this year i was depressed for a large part of last year and um so many things happened and before it even happened i was already depressed i was depressed since i resumed in bowen bowen did not make me depressed though but i can tell you that reading for exams trying to deal with classmates new people lecturers chapel potters you know trying to keep myself in check so i'm not rude and i'm not told what to put that lodge because i'm not a I'm not, I'm not polite. You know, I'm, I'm trying to keep myself in check and everything. That's a lot of pressure. That is a lot of pressure. It's, it's, it's like I was free, but I was caged somehow. I was only allowed to fly so far or fly so high. So, so, so throughout last year now, I, I'm dealing with depression. I, I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, call my mom and sit down and say, oh, mommy, I'm depressed. Now, in my family my family we have a history of depression a history of depression from my dad's side a history of depression from my mom's side my parents have both been depressed before in front of my eyes um my siblings at least my two sisters have both been depressed in front of my eyes i've been depressed my brother think so i will categorize his as depression not because he's young he's nine by the way not because he's young because i was depressed at nine but because i think that he's so blessed and he's such a ray of sunshine that i'm so happy he he sees things in such a way that i don't think i could ever see them you know so so i won't categorize his like that i'll categorize him as a happy person you know he's is happy <laughs> but let's leave that back to the discussion is it's very difficult even if i know that she's depressed it's very difficult for me to say oh mommy you're depressed or oh daddy i'm depressed i i don't want to be hearing scripture i don't want to be hearing, i want to hear you're depressed right maybe i can get in touch with the therapist because the thing is I the one of the major reasons I even thought about starting a podcast is because I talk to myself out loud like this. Like right now, me recording this podcast, there's nobody here. I'm by myself. So basically, 
I'm talking to myself, but being recorded so other people can listen to me talk to myself because there's no guest here. It's just my, it's just me. So that's how I've been for a large part of my life. That's how I have let out a lot of feelings by talking to a wall, talking in an empty room, talking in the toilet, just talking by myself or talking on my way to class when I'm walking. It's, it's why I enjoy my alone time a lot of the time because I don't have a therapist to sit down and talk about my feelings with. Number one, I cannot afford a therapist. Number two, I don't want to bro- um, breach the subject of depression and therapy with my parents right now. I, I don't feel like... It's- therapy is something that I know that I need and a thing that I know that will help me cope with so many things because there are so many issues that I know I have. But, you know, it's very difficult putting that out there for just for people to just see. Even this now is not the easiest. By the time I finish recording, and I'm thinking about the fact that so many people will listen to it, I'm sure I'll be this this calm. But you know, let's let's leave that. Let's come back. What's the meaning of grief? Let's see the meaning of grief. Grief means keen mental suffering or distress over loss, sharp sorrow, and painful regret. You know, these are feelings I felt in the past one week. I got the news on Monday night. I was already feeling down. I didn't want to do anything. And then I see a friend's picture on another friend's status with the bird with the green um, leaf. And um, you know, I text her and I say, What happened? I'm paraphrasing, by the way, I'm not reading from my. I text and I say what happened and she she's saying he died he he died I'm a bit lost you know at this point I'm very confused who died why did he die <laughs> why would he die what did he die of and it's telling me he died two days ago Sunday slash Saturday slash Sunday. Hmm. Um, I'm not coping well with this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that panic attack rise up in me. I'm feeling that whirlwind in my chest every time I know that I'm about to have a panic attack. And you know, I, I, I'm wondering what the hell, what's happening? Am, am I, am I, am I confused? And I'm asking her like, is it this person? Is it this person? And she's like, yes, it's him. It's him. I know. I, I I I almost burst into tears immediately. And the thing about me is, I don't process emotions like that very quickly. I I'm a person who has always fantasized about what it would be like if somebody close to me died. You know, I've always wanted to feel that feeling of loss. Not because it's a good feeling, no. But because it's it's weird not being able to think. You know, when you watch a movie and, you, and a character dies, that's a feeling of loss. But at the end of the day, I will move on. I will still watch the next episode. I will still watch another movie. And I won't think too much about it. I mean, I mean, the days of me thinking too much about it are more or less over. Once upon a time, I did think about characters a little too much. 
but that aside it's it's sorry it was a feeling of sharp sorrow because it was unexpected it was something that I could not prepare for you know if somebody were to die now I would prefer to be told I like things being told to me beforehand I prefer to have like a heads up like oh this guy is going to die please let me know how I'm going to feel I'm a very emotional person but sometimes it's very hard for me to process big emotions it, it takes a long time so I, I, I'm almost in tears at this point my mental health is already suffering and then I'm already in distress because I have anxiety about things I don't even know I have about and then I'm hearing this news and then the first thing that hits me is such regret because then the Holy Spirit is telling me about earlier this year you know text this guy sorry I'm not going to say his name yet I don't think I have said his name since I told my mom that he died I just don't want to say his name not because I'm trying to keep an identity or something because I just don't think I can so where was I sorry anyway so you know I tell it's very difficult for me to process those big emotions so and the first thing that hits me is painful painful regrets because as i said before the holy spirit is telling me sorry i lost my train of thought just came back to me and the holy spirit is telling me like text this guy text this guy like a few months back and i'm like why should i text him his birthday was in april you know the holy spirit was like text him i was like why why should i hey ch factor why should i text him is why what's the reason like why it, it, it doesn't make any sense because my sets i was never close to them they were never close to me i don't have any close 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 friends like that i can say that we're very close like i have those friends that i know that are nice to me i have those friends that i know that if i ask for help they will offer me help those kind but i don't have the ones where we shared deep deeper deepest secrets you know and he was he was a close friend once a close friend like that once but then i left secondary school before then i went to uni i lost contact i was never even close before so what was i even everything we're leaving that too and then i'm hearing this news i'm instantly hit with painful regrets because I've always told myself that Munyulua don't regret things. Don't regret things because you cannot change it. So why are you regretting the fact that you didn't do something? It's already done. If anything is going to happen, it's going to happen. So I'm feeling regrets. I'm in tears. So the next day, you know, I text my friends. We have one group chat. And I text them and I'm like, you know. This, this and that if you see me with red eyes or you see me not smiling that's the reason so that if i give somebody an attitude they will not say that that's how many is because i don't want that kind of problem in my life 
so I told them told all the friends that mattered I told them what happened and all the people that asked I told them what happened so I was feeling such shock and then you know throughout that week it was just so somehow it was weird like my sister comforted me my older and my younger sister but after a while I don't think they knew what to say anymore it, it, it was like what did they say to me do they say sorry do they say but you weren't even close to him like that now do they say why are you even crying like that because there are so many those thoughts came to me i'm like you weren't close to him those last few moments so why are you even crying what what was your reason why are you so pained i was not pained because he had died because how, how i believe i'm processing this is very very weird and it's weird to say out loud to people that listen and can judge me for it. But how I process it was, I'm not sorry. I'm not paid that he died. Because death is inevitable. It was going to come yesterday or today or tomorrow. It's going to come. It would have come. It will come. It is come. That kind of thing. So I'm not sad about death per se. I'm sad about the timing of the the events i'm sad about the fact that i didn't get to do what god told me to do i didn't get to say a one more how are you or how are you doing or what school are you or how are your studies or or are you fine like i couldn't i couldn't say those things and that was what was hurting the most that in those last moments that he was alive he didn't hear anything from when you he didn't hear that Munyunua even cared about him one time. He didn't he didn't go he didn't cross over to whichever side with the thoughts that yes Munyunua even though we haven't spoken for so long texted me regardless. You know she wanted to check up on me. She did. She was a friend that's that's what i wanted and at the end of the day i couldn't give him that i couldn't give him that because i don't know what he thought about in those last moments i don't know what he felt like in in that last week or that last month when he might have known that it was inevitable and he was going to die what are the things he thought about did he think that after all we spent you know together why you couldn't even send a text you couldn't even check up why would he go with that impression of me that I am a petty, inconsiderate, and sensitive human being? When those are just parts of myself that just manifest because sometimes we're all assholes. But that's not really me. That's not the real me. That's not what I wanted him to see. That's not what I wanted him to go with. Grief is emotional pain from significant personal loss, misfortune, or disappointment. Synonyms are agony, affliction, dejection, misery, and regrets, just to name a few. So, I had anger, you know. Anger at people that were saying, are you okay? Like, till today self that i'm recording this podcast and i'm still getting there are you okay 
and I'm a bit annoyed at this point even though you know a friend of mine was like don't be annoyed it helps because she she's lost someone too and I'm very confused because why are you asking me if I'm okay I don't know there's going to be okay just suddenly because you're telling me it's okay I should not I should not think about it then that means I will automatically hear your advice like I have coconut head before but because you think that we're not even close so like there's this person we're not even close she just asked me and you know, I told her what happened and she's checking up on me and I appreciate that so much but I don't I don't like the questions I like if you want to check up on me I don't like the questions like you know just telling me more or less to deal with it I don't like questions or advice like that I prefer things like um it's going to be okay even when it's not you know uh, uh, one of my classmates called me poet I don't think I am but say something poetic like that you know don't don't tell me you are going to be okay because Omo you don't know you don't you don't know if I'm going to be okay are you praying unless you are praying and God has told you I'm going to be okay don't say it as a statement of fact say it with remorse and with the you know emotion like everything is going to be okay eventually because not everything is not okay now you know when you say it like that it gives me hope that it's not okay now but it's going to be okay eventually no those i don't know eventually is an adverb i think it's an adverb that 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 adverb you know it gives like a sense of security for me because i think a lot of people don't know what to say when people are grieving and they don't know how to talk like especially in like that's the entire point of this podcast is saying that a lot of people do not know how to comfort people that are grieving they don't know how to give them space they don't know how to stay away they don't know how to you know just fuck off essentially they don't know when to keep their lift their legs from the brakes and just press the accelerator down they don't know when to do those things and sometimes it's annoying we're going to talk about the sorry if i'm jumping it's my first podcast i am emotional i am you know i'm a newbie and um i don't really know what i'm what what i'm doing essentially so just forgive me there are academic and health implications for grief about the five stages of grief the first one is denial yes i did experience denial i was you know i had denial i was shocked i was numb then i was confused then i was behaving abnormally i was just just going i was just going to class because if i did not go now somebody might not understand then the next is anger I was very irritable. I still am. It's just a week. I, I'm, I'm still very irritable. Like 
I hate the entire I hate when people touch me right now I'm not a fan of physical touch and then you're touching me because you think because I'm smiling I'm okay even though it's not your fault too but that's how I feel I just feel like why are you touching me like you want to tell me something do you have to touch my hand do you want to tell me something do you have to touch my shoulder like it's it's very irritating then I don't think I was pessimistic I just think I was more sarcastic with so many things I was so so much more cynical than I'm supposed to be than I usually am then they said here sorry I'm reading online next one here is bargaining they said things like guilt oh yes the guilt the shame anxiety the insecurity and most importantly the regrets those are the worst parts you're always going to regret abby i don't know if you're always because but the regrets the regret is definitely there definitely there um and I was trying to, you know, blame myself for things that were out of my control. But I regretted the things that were in my control and I didn't take notice of. Those were the worst parts, honestly. Then the next one is depression. I think I'm depressed right now. I can't lie. Because the thing is, I have this uh, thing about me where I'm just numb. Like, last week I was feeling emotions. Like, I was emotionally drained i was feeling so many things but right now i'm very numb and i think that's a symptom of my depression because this numbness i know is not normal and i'm feeling a bit empty so i'm just trying to get done because i have exams in a few weeks i'm just trying to get done with school i'm already irritated with school i'm irritated with the toilets i'm irritated with my bed with the bed sheets i'm irritated with the table i'm irritated with everything i'm very irritated like i'm very irritable right now and it's, it's getting to me because i hate everything around me right now i hate when the room is too dirty i hate when the shoes are not exactly as i place them like i'm having symptoms of low-key ocd because that's that's how my depression is manifesting right now and finally acceptance i don't think i've accepted anything because i'm still on the depression stage in fact maybe i'm still in no i'm not bargaining again but i am i'm in the fourth stage i think acceptance would be when i can finally say his name in a sentence without trying or thinking i should cringe because the thing is if i were to say his name now i would cringe not because maybe it could be from actual the fact that actually saying his name makes me cringe or because i actually feel like i should cringe i shouldn't be saying his name you know that kind of thing um you know the peace and quiet is what i'm looking for something i'm not finding easily i'm not finding peace and quiet. i'm not finding that you know when they say time time heals it's only been a week and i i don't think i'm healed but I do think that I should write my exams and then properly take time to just calm down. Just because life doesn't wait, and that's so sad. 
I wrote uh, an article on time, adversary or friend on Medium. I think you should read that because it's extremely good, if I do say so myself. And it just talks about how time can be your friend or it can be an anniversary. Like right now, time is both to me. Time is a friend right now because I finally have the courage and the time to record this podcast. But it's also a sorry it's also an adversary because in as much as i have the time to do what i'm doing now i don't have time for other things either so time is going and i'm still here you know recording this podcast not that i don't love it all but i have so many things to read honestly and then how am i how i'm doing now i think i've said that I think I said how I'm doing. I'm 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 doing I'm doing as good as I can right now. I'm doing the best that I can. I'm being the best Munyudua under these circumstances. I'm a bit irritable. I am exhibiting very uh, calm signs. Calm calm signs of depression, but I'm still okay. And then I wanted to end this podcast with a quote slash Bible verse about grief. And the thing is, I cannot find. Because I was on my phone, if I sounded distracted, I was on my phone, I was trying to find something. I can't find it. So I think I'm going to try and make up something. I think that grief is a sharp arrow because um recent i was i started watching arrow yesterday it's it's okay it's a nice you know superhero movie um i don't know if it's dc or marvel and i don't know but and i don't really care but the guy you know is an archer and he fights his enemies so to say or the enemies he makes of himself with arrows so arrows basically so depression is like a sharp arrow because how do we ever find any skilled mercenary carrying a bow and arrow when in this movie he's carrying a bow and an arrow it's very outdated very you know very old very ancient that's how grief is Grief is ancient, it's old, as old as time. And yet, it's like unexpected every single time. It's unexpected that you would think that a a person would rob a bank with a bow and arrow. No, it's more likely a gun. But if it comes in with a bow and arrow, you're going to be so surprised. It's going to be shock. And then when he releases that first arrow using his bow is going it's going to hit you so hard because you're not even expecting it you're about to laugh in in his face but then that arrow strikes you where it hurts and you're scared there's blood pulling everywhere that's how grief is It, it, it mocks you 
laughs in your face, releases its arrow, and then pierces you where it will really, really hurt. And it doesn't let go. It does not let go. Until you decide to take, you know, a couple clothes, try and stop the bleeding, you know, break the arrow, try and escape. And sometimes grief will knock you down so hard you can't get back up. Or sometimes you'll escape its clutches but you have to remember it's coming back for you that's how grief is that's what grief is it's a sharp arrow that pierces you when it hurts and you have to decide whether you're going to let it kill you scar you or if you're going to escape it be the victor in that one. So thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope I'm not too boring. And if it's too long, so sorry. Mm, I like to talk a lot. It's one of my hobbies. But thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. Please, if I put my links in the description box, please click on them. Please engage. Please, you know, subscribe to my newsletter. Follow me on Medium. I'll even drop my, my Instagram everything and i think i'm going to drop my business number here so that if you want to talk to me about anything i'm not a professional i'm just studying law i'm not even studying uh, you know psychiatry or therapy or psychology so anything i say is not from a professional viewpoint it's just from what i've read online like you and what i believe in and what i i have experienced so i don't know how to end this podcast but anyway See you guys next week. I really appreciate you being here. Please don't forget to share. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to comment if there's a space for that. Don't forget to follow on and click on every single link I put in the description box. Thank you so, so much. I appreciate you being a listener. Bye-bye.